The kids on Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. There's something out there, isn't there? Halloween's a Freddy Krueger podcast. Was locked in a room with a girl who went in alive and came out in a rubber bag. From the Consequence Podcast Network, the minds behind the Losers Club comes a new podcast in fantasy terror. Nancy? something wrong with you you're imagining things halloweenies a freddy krueger podcast consequence podcast network my friendship to all of you precludes my involvement with any one of you but if you want to make love then i do too and i'll be right there behind you Listeners, and welcome yet again to the Losers Club, a Stephen King podcast from Consequence of Sounds Podcast Network. Yes, that Kinda is right. Kind of got it right there. You, you uh, got it right. Uh, my name is Rockin' Randall Colburn, and we're coming at you live from the South by Southwest Film Festival. And by that, I mean Dan Caffrey's guest room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is where the party is. You all wish you were here. Uh, we're going to do a brief episode of Needful Tweets today. Uh, we're not going to get too deep because, man, we've got a lot to do. Uh, but we got a lot planned for this week, Mike. We do have a lot planned. We're going to be talking to one special guest for our podcast, and his name is, you might know him, Joe Bob Briggs. The man Boom. who spread the virus himself in uh, Stephen King's The Stand. That's true. That's uh, all oh, yeah, he's the one. He's the officer. That's right. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah. So um, we're going to be talking a lot about Stephen King, yeah. uh, his favorite f- uh, films, his worst, uh, I guess his least favorite films, uh, in addition to everything he's doing with Shudder right now, which is really exciting. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if uh, any listeners out there uh, watched The Last Drive-In, but it's uh, one of my favorite things that Shudder's been doing, and it's coming back later this month. So very excited to talk to Joe Bob Briggs. But also, while the three of us losers are down here in Austin, only one of us is actually going to be seeing the world premiere of Pet Cemetery. It's true, and that's me, uh, Dan Darkhaf Caffrey. Uh, <laughs> also, oh, if you nice. hear if you hear any birds, that's just the sparrows outside my or get my guest room uh, window in Hyde Park. Uh, no, I yeah, in continuing the trend of uh, probably one of the people who. Does the least amount of work on the podcast, but gets all the gold. Um, I'm getting, <laughs> no, uh, I feel bad. I got to see Halloween before before anyone, and uh, yeah, I'm getting it's to true. see Pet Cemetery. But uh, but that's because it's the closing movie, so it's sort of after all the film stuff and most of the music stuff is done. Yeah. So you guys will be back in Chicago by then. And it was announced late into the schedule, so I think most of us mm-hmm. had already made our plans. And also to be here for a week and a half in your house is a lo- is a lot. It's hey, a we're lot we're going for. strong so far. We I mean, are going been, strong. I guess it's only been three days, and it hasn't yeah. even started yet. It hasn't. Yeah, we're morning of the first day yeah my wife's down there now and i'll we'll be at uh at us tonight um what George was the, heals us what was the closing movie last year i don't even remember i can't Do you remember it was something that was a big deal that i don't remember yeah i don't either because the oh, previous well. year was life starring ryan reynolds and jake gyllenhaal which people i've heard that's was, pretty good was, it's, supposed to be, it's pretty good yeah, yeah. you know so so yeah, Exciting. so we're going to start off by just talking about some needful tweets, then we got some Hollywood King, and then a, f- you know, a few other fun little tidbits, So, um, and then we're going to uh, head on down to the festival. But let's start by heading on over to Twitter for a section we call Needful Tweets. He's not a human being. No! Don't you see what he's done? He's killing me! 
them all. Get sword shots them out. All right. There was a big tweet and the big story oh, yeah, that we had big. was, uh, let's just say this is maybe the angriest I've seen Stephen King on Twitter mm-hmm. yet. Uh, that, that didn't involve Trump. Yeah. Um, do you want to take this one? Yeah, or? sure. Okay, go for uh, it. My wife is rightly pissed by headlines like this. Stephen King and his wife donate $1.25 million to New England Historic Genealogical Society. The gift was her original idea, and she has a name, Tabitha King. Uh, so um, that was on February 28th. Mm-hmm. And I think it raises that whole idea that as you know, people who write about media, I think that's something that we always try to keep in mind is not to refer to people as so-and-so's girlfriend or mm-hmm. wife. You know what I mean? Um, especially, but it's a little bit different because... Tabitha King is uh, is a successful author in her own right. Totally, totally. And her and her response is, uh, you know, it's it's pretty great. She the, uh, he also tweeted uh, her response follows. Dear editors, married to a wife or a husband, in recent media coverage of a gift that my husband, ironic usage, and I made to the New England Historical and Genealogical Society, we became Stephen King and his wife. Wife is a relationship or status. It is not an identity. Damn. You could have made other choices. You could have referred to me as of Stephen or his old lady or his ball and chain. I like his old lady because that reminds me of Wayne's World, too. That's my um, old lady. That's my old lady. <laughs> I have sons. You could have referred me to me as mother of novelists. I have a daughter, but wouldn't it be just silly to refer me as mother of clergy? I'm 70. I thought I would give you permission. If of Tabitha predecesses me or predeceases me, me, yeah, to title my obituary Relic of Stephen King. In the meantime, you might consider the unconscious condescension in your style book and give women their names. Yeah, man. Yeah. That is a scorching. If you didn't uh, need proof that she was a good writer. Yeah. There you Uh, go. You know the mother of clergy. I always, I always forget that one of Steve, Stephen King's daughter, I believe, is uh, is like a minister or something. Yeah, and she we is. have a tweet from her in here. Yeah, today, this cool. week. She's a Unitarian Exciting. minister, right? Am I, am I getting that right? Not sure. Not sure. Minister <laughs> exactly. of horror. Yeah. Um, so no, that's a really minister interesting blood, thing. and it does raise an interesting point because this is definitely something I consider uh, when I'm when I'm writing headlines and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Is is you don't want to like you know denote that people are only important because of who they're married to or so no, on totally. and so forth. So totally. so yeah, that's interesting. Red carpet king. Let's move on. On February twelfth, uh, do you want to read this, Dan? Sure. As an Academy voter, I'm not happy about the decision to squeeze down some of the awards. Joe Hill was tweeting about that as yeah, well. Yeah, and it, it, there was, for context, was the, the Academy was considering at one point to, you know, dismiss a few award selections. Cinematography, yeah, which cinematography. is crazy. Well, not, not dismiss them, but just not like, air not them, air them, them yeah. on yeah. the main show. Yeah, so, like, they didn't do that. They, they aired everything, and uh, you'll see later on that uh, King was pretty happy, but he retweeted Mike Flanagan. You want to read that? Um, yeah, sure. I won't be watching hashtag the Oscars this year. Instead, I'm going to select a stellar example of two or two of cinematography and editing from my library and revisit those films. At the end of the evening, I'll tweet about the films I chose and what they taught me. Uh, hashtag celebrate cinema. Yeah. What a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, a nice guy. I mean, I, I always say, I always have this caveat when talking about Oscars is like, Everyone's fine. Anyone who gets to go to the Oscars is fine. Yeah, I'm sure they get enough money. I'm sure they've gotten credit. But that being said, it, 
I'm not against the instinct to make the Oscar shorter. Yeah. But that seems like a really boneheaded way to go. They about should just it. get rid of uh, dumb skits and stuff. Yeah, yeah. get rid of the, skit, the um, skits, they, uh, the president's I didn't know, I didn't know King was an Academy voter. That's what I was surprised about. Does that what, mean he voted for Green Book? <laughs> he might have. What do you think he did? I, I mean, that's an inter- interesting, based on some of his previous stamps of approval. I mean, I guess he did. I mean, he's written films that have been, that have been nominated for, yeah. for uh, awards, or at least written the. Because he did Maximum Overdrive. Drive. <laughs> yeah. Pet the original Pet Cemetery. No, but I mean, yeah. I mean, he didn't write the screenplay, but you know, Shawshank was yeah. nominated. Green Mile was nominated. Yeah. So he's got some. Misery. He's got some prestige. Oh, yeah, Misery won. So yeah, yeah, he's got some prestige. Yeah, I just I do wonder what he voted for. Um, I just and I uh, uh, hope it was not Green Book. Yeah, I hope it's Black Klansman because that was my choice. I'm trying to think Black of Man. the of the best picture noms, which would be the most Kingian, uh, for him to vote for. I'm like blanking on what they are right now. Maybe he wrote one in. Cause it, it was wasn't like, even that exciting. <laughs> he wrote in like it. Yeah. Nose for 2017. <laughs> <laughs> or like he did like he Castle Rock. Dr. Sleep, which Dr. doesn't Sleep. come out yet. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Let's move on. Oh, the stamp of King. Oh, this is uh, a great do section. Wanna, do you want to read this one, Mike? Yeah. So on February 11th, uh, he uh, tweeted, morning exercises with FX retro on the tube. The Sound and the Fury, 1959. Thumbnail guide offers the best and most hilarious summation of Faulkner's work ever. Fallen Southern aristocrats fall further. Bonus, Yul Brynner with hair. A lot going on there. That's a lot going on there. And if you want to unpack it, go find it. It was February 11th, and you can kind of parse out all those details right there. I can't imagine like working out in the morning and watching like a William Faulkner film adaptation. <laughs> like, yeah. good Lord. I, I thought when he said FX retro on the tube, I know he's talking about television, but for some reason that sounded like one of the radio stations in his novel. Yeah. On February 20th, he retweeted Bev Vincent, um, which uh, says, wait, what is this about? No, we could take it off. Cause I, I just, I deleted that part. Cause okay, it, cool. it was the, it was about a, it was congratulating um, Joe Hill for something. And it, I think he, we, he'd done it previously. Ah, so. Well then we'll move on February 25th. That was actually a pretty darn good Oscar show. So he liked it. He liked it in the end. Probably the because they announced every award. And he's still tweeting about the passage. Oh, I know you take this one because you love this passage uh, arc that he's going I'm just, on right I, now. It just okay. <laughs> here's the thing: maybe I am completely disconnected because there was an article like in IndieWire yesterday where they interviewed the showrunner of the passage and were saying nice things about it. So maybe it's a good show. It could be. I just <laughs> it's just like everything I've heard. And I mean, obviously, I haven't followed the passage critical commentary very intensely, but everything I've heard it was that a it was bad and. And then B, it's like the whole, and I've, as somebody who's read all the books, like I've made that journey. I've followed the journey from it being a prestige show to a Fox series with Uh. Mark Paul Gossler. And I love Mark Paul Gossler, but I do not want him starring in drama uh, shows. No, he's Um, being comedies. Time out. Yeah. It's like, although I revisited, um, because for AV club, we wrote about some of our favorite Luke Perry scenes, uh, for, you know, because he passed away. And I was like, I went back to John from Cincinnati, the one yeah. season wonder from HBO where he had a scene with, um, with Mark Paul. So it was Luke Perry and Mark Paul in mm. one scene as two surf promoters with sense. long, greasy hair arguing on a pier. And, uh, it was like the dream scene from my childhood See, seeing them together. It's interesting because in Franklin and bash and also I love in, Franklin bash, I love Franklin bash, but, and also in, um, say by the bell, like Mark Paul is a surfer in both of those. So he has to surf in real life. Probably. Uh, let me just say, 
If I saw Mark Paul surfing shirtless, I would be dead. I'd be in heaven. He yeah. is my ultimate crush. I guess I'm more of an easy Slater, uh, Mario Lopez. Are you so serious? No, no, not all. <laughs> no. Kidding. Jesus. He's surfing more, the red carpet. You're more of a um, screech guy. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Ugh. He's surfing the hot tub. And the uh, he's surfing go, a yeah. lot of things. And in fact, the um, composer of our uh, theme song has a great screech story. I want to hear it sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, so anyways, all this is to say that Stephen King is still tweeting about the passage and probably the only reason that if it does get a second season, they're like, well, Stephen King's watching and he keeps <laughs> tweeting about it. Uh, so February 26th, the, the passage is good, but here's a note if you guys get renewed. The flashbacks feel like filler. We don't need Agent Wolgast's sad backstory to understand why he loves Amy. She's just lovable. It's just like, like, and the thing is, he never criticizes pop yeah, culture. No. So it almost feels like he has some really weird investment, like to the point where he's literally critiquing it. Like yeah. it blows my mind. It's like uh, Donald Trump's fascination with uh, Kristen Stewart like a few years ago. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. It was really yeah. weird. Yeah, not stop tweeting about Ugh, her geez. and Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Uh, Dan, do you want to take February 26th? Sure. February 26th. Keep it rolling. Pedal to the... I, we always go into our king voice like, keep it rolling. <laughs> keep it rolling. Yeah, keep it rolling. Pedal to the metal. Oh, and tell Fox to double... Is this still about the yeah, fucking so passage? The passage. Christ. Keep it rolling. Pedal to the metal. Oh, and tell Fox to double your budget. Man, yeah. he really is invested in this. I know. It's, yeah. It's funny, too, because you could you could do these types of tweets about so many of the adaptations yeah. of his stuff, you know? Um, but, yeah. But, anyway, uh, yeah. Bosch, Bosch Watch. He's back. He, Bosch is back. February 28th, uh, Stephen King retweeted Bosch saying that Bosch is back. Almost. He loves Bosch too. Well, I wish we had Mac on because I Mac's know. our resident Bosch head. He does love Bosch. He's a he's a big uh, he's a Bosch bad boy. What is Forbidden Planet? It's an old sci-fi movie. It's like Leslie Nielsen, and uh, it's it's essentially William Shakespeare's The Tempest, but a, a campy uh, space sci-fi B movie version of it. So on March second, he said it's Science Fiction Saturday on TCM. Turn how, classic movie. How am I supposed to work? And then he followed up with, "Just check the guide. Forbidden Planet is next. Fuck work. Guess we're not getting the Institute." <laughs> <laughs> I like, it's over. I liked. I liked too with uh, with King, who's so prolific. Yeah, it's like oh, I can never. I'm like you're probably writing way more than (laughs) you're fine dude yeah he's he's good he's good uh on march 4th uh oh this is a big stamp the best short story i read in 2018 easy you are released by joe hill okay this is that's nice but it's also a little nepotism uh you could find it in flight or in you could find it in, in in flight or flight Flight, flight or, or fright. fright. And by the way, Joe's Nosferatu is on a- AMC this summer. Jesus Christ. He's like really going on, going promoting Joe. It will, as they say, cool your spine. All right. I've seen actually, I've actually seen the first episode of Nosferatu. Yeah. Um, it's a little chilling, uh, well, but not enough. Yeah. So we'll, yeah we'll just tease we'll, at that. That's we'll probably we'll watch a little bit more and then give you guys sort of a re- review. And we're, they're doing some stuff here at South by. So we may or may not visit some Nosferatu things. Maybe that's why here. he said cool your spine and not chill your spine. Yeah. Cool yeah. Your spine is like, uh, yeah, it, it cooled it a little there, bit. It's, I meant specifically just in terms of chili because there's one scene where it's like in a really chilly atmosphere. Oh, it's very cold. The rest of it's not very chilly. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, Molly my Watch. Favorite, oh, my favorite section. We got a lot of Molly this past month. Um, it's been nice. And not the type that you uh, bring to Miami. Uh, <laughs> on February 11th, uh, he wrote, according to Molly, a.k.a. the thing of evil, as we know her uh, well and wide, the first rule of Frisbee Club is what happens in Frisbee Club stays in Frisbee Club. And then was you there immediately, a photo? Yeah, there was a photo of Molly holding a big Frisbee in her oh. mouth. It was really cute. Let me repeat. What happens in Frisbee Club stays in Frisbee Club. That is all. And then there's another photo of Molly hanging out with her friends in Frisbee Club. Oh, well, like which, other dog friends? Yeah, there's other dog friends. Oh. And they're trying to play with the Frisbee. Um, and then on February 21st, 
Molly, a.k.a. the thing evil tonight, killed a huge pink snake that had the terror that had the temerity to crawl up and diss her. Also, some funny turd like creature. I don't even want to think about it. And there was a photo of just Molly with all her uh, stuffed animals. So they, uh, were, they were toys, not real yeah, snakes. Not real snakes. Uh, I was going to say that makes me feel good because my dog kills things all the time. And yeah. I, but I guess Molly doesn't actually kill things. So yeah. Hank's uh, right outside the door. More think, of a monster. I don't think corgis would fare that well in fights. They have two stubby little legs. They have very stubby legs. Hank would fuck a corgi up if it tried to mess with that. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's probably, that is actually probably true, yeah. though. Uh, so he did he retweet Reverend Naomi King mm-hmm. on February 22nd. Wisdom helps us love fully and boldly and remember we can love one another but we cannot love for one another hashtag chalice of light hashtag you you i think it's unit i think unitarian it's unitarian universe yeah. Yeah. guess i was right i got my denomination right good old deep thoughts good march fourth dan do you want to grab this yeah you go for this one luke perry dead at 52 oh man that's so wrong and sad condolences to family friends and fans all over the round world this round world now I was trying to think. Luke Perry has no connections to the Stephen King universe, right? I don't think so. I mean, the closest would be like, I mean, maybe he watches Riverdale, or maybe he he yeah. was a fan of the original Buffy. But I think that's like the only wait. Luke genre. Perry was on Buffy. He was oh, in the original. The movie. original yeah. he plays yeah, the Pike. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like uh, get Stork out, move Perry in. Ooh, in the stand. Been, that would have been. Oh, great. Yeah, Perry would have actually been been a great Larry Underwood. I really love good, Stork, yeah. but Stork's good as Larry Underwood. Really good. No, but, actually, yeah. I've come around on Stork. But yeah, you were always the naysayer. I used to be a naysayer. Love Adam Stork. No. After we watched the movie, I remember I came around on Stork. Well, we made bit. you watch Mystic Pizza, and you were like all in. Love, we we'll love Stork and Pete, Mystic Pete's. Yeah. All right, it's. Hey. Uh, I think it's time to put on some sunglasses, Stork style, and uh, hop <laughs> yeah. in the car. And baby, can you dig your man on the radio? Because we're going to Hollywood. Hello, this is Jason, co-host of the All 80s Movies Podcast, with a message from Factor Meals. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no-prep, no-mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you will always have new flavors to explore. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 and use code 80smovies50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code 80smovies50 at factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. There's a town on the coast of Del Sol Always find my way there There's a place that the calls to my soul Always find my way there People there are forever young, forever young And they toast to each other's love each and every night Not a lot of stories, which is surprising given how much stuff is out there like percolating in the world of Stephen mm-hmm. King. I mean, the last episode we had um, pretty much a, a checkers double pounder of uh, um, news. <laughs> I don't know why I thought about checkers for a second. But animal style. Animal, yeah, animal style. Yeah, animal style. Remember when Dan went to P. Terry's and asked for animal style? Fuck you, 
you guys. They could have done it easily. I'll tell you why In-N-Out does better than P. Terry's is because P. Uh, you, all right, real quick, real, real quick. Tangent. Such an inside joke. I w- no, well, I mean it's true. That's what happened last year. Heather Heather Kaplan told me about Animal Style, and I'm like, well, they probably can do it at P. Terry's too because most places have some kind of secret menu. And they went and they looked at me like I was a fucking escaped mental patient because you're not an In-N-Out. And then, so. but then, so I actually went. So I'm like, but wait, Animal Style is not that complicated. The, P. Terry's is pretty much the same as In-N-Out. They could do it. So I went to P. Terry's website and actually have an FAQ, or at least they did back then, that said, um, do you have a secret menu? And then it was like, no, but we have all our great ingredients, so we can make anything you want. Just oh, ask. So they yeah, so I, I got I got but upset if, about but it. But you you can't just say animal style. They probably don't know what that means. Okay, I can say whatever say the hell I want, and they can do it. How about that? Like if you said if you could take your your mustard and your relish and your mayonnaise and your ketchup and put it all together, I want that. Yeah, and they just would maybe do takes, it. Put some mustard on the on the bun, grill it, and you got animal style. I know. <laughs> well, either way, um, the Dark Tower <laughs> didn't rip off a time traveling comic. Um, on March 4th, uh, it was uh, reported that a federal judge in Florida uh, dismissed a suit claiming that Stephen King's The Dark Tower ripped off a time-traveling comic series, The Rook. Uh, it uh, dismissed the suit, so Stephen King's in the clear. Cling. Uh, cling. Stephen Cling on. <laughs> he's not going to the clink. <laughs> no, he's not going to the clink <laughs> What if they arrested all? him? <laughs> that would be great. You're, you're getting out. For these books that are like 15 years old. Uh, so basically, um, the U.S. District Judge Harvey Schlesinger granted summary judgment in favor of King after finding that even though the two series feature adventure-seeking protagonists who don Western garb and engage in time travel, they are far more different in substance. The judge said the plaintiff, the nephew of now-deceased comic book writer William B. Dubay, ooh, kind of like Roland LeBay, Roland DuBay, LeBay yeah. analyzes the characters at such a height, high level of abstraction and generality that it does not truly reflect the characters of their shared traits. Uh, I like a judge having to go through yeah. this and like really pour over. Uh, he's like, well, I thought Dark Tower Seven was pretty convoluted. Well, he's, but, like, uh, he, he's like, you know, and, uh, and King only retconned it later on, so it does, like he just really gets into <laughs> he's it. Really yeah. into it, yeah. <laughs> and he like and he like lifts up his sleeve and he has like a rose tattoo. Stan. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, you don't have to worry about that, so we can move on from that story. But who wants to take the next one? This is fun. Who like you, you love board games, Randall? Yeah, do it. Uh, I'm. It depends on the board game. I'm definitely not a fan of. Well, no, I like Clue. I don't like uh, Monopoly. So really? I actually like Monopoly. No, Monopoly is what old old people play. Well, what if those old uh, people had to dairy because they could? Uh, yeah, because it looks like there's some it themed board games. So there is uh, it themed Clue and it themed Monopoly. So I'm going to read about Clue because I'm actually curious about this. And Monopoly will just throw fucking Pennywise on. Well, Monopoly. Whenever they yeah. do the theme, Which is like him, just like his eyes. But it's <laughs> all, the same. Thing. All they do in Mon- all the Monopolies is they just change the property name. So it'll yeah. be like instead of Boardwalk, it will be oh the house on Nybolt Street. Yeah. Or um, who wants to invest in that? For, instead of go to jail, we go to the sewers or something. Yeah. So Clue takes the mass classic mystery game even further into shrouded chaos. <laughs> What the All right. Fuck? <laughs> As Bill Denbro and his friends attempt to determine Pennywise's plan, and then, like, this is just funny because, like, okay, I need to say, I'm reading this text here. Pennywise's plan, the P's are both yeah, capitalized the- as if this is like a thing. Like in the book, it's Pennywise's plan. It looks like it's, it looks like a burger. Like I know we were just talking about burgers before. It does look like like a menu item or something. Uh, travel between the house on Nebold Street, the synagogue, Dairy Public Library, and more to identify various items used to lure the town's youth. 
while avoiding red balloons that will end the operation before the menacing killer's plan. And the plan is again capitalized, uh, can be uncovered. This is, it sounds like, uh, I actually think that sounds kind of fun. Yeah. I think it's just because it's just funny to me because clue to me is such a specific aesthetic. Well, exactly. Also too, yeah. how, all right. Clue has many people who could be the killers. Like it has yeah. one, maybe, yeah. maybe two. If you get like Henry That's Bowers actually in a there. really good point. So what are you going to be like? Like, okay, I'm guessing it was Pennywise in the sewer with his teeth. <laughs> Because that's how he kills people. Well, yeah, somebody like, died in the library. Like, I think they're just using probably the template that they have for Clue, like in terms of the pieces that they use in like the board. Yeah, and I mean, like they probably have to the decipher setup. where he's going to hit next. Maybe. Yeah, I feel like it's like uh, it. It just seems kind of crazy to me um, that they're grafting this game onto Clue. Well, Monopoly's uh, even fucking crazier. No, but I feel like Monopoly. Like, you can Monopoly's still play little, the same. Monopoly's thing. like flexible enough to use. You're just trying to get like through oh, things. And okay, but like, you. Yeah. Read the monopoly summation and see if right. that. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> Actually, this is pretty funny. It makes. Sorry, I can't get this. All right. It makes buying, selling, and trading places in and around Derry, Maine, the key to winning the uncanny twist of the landlord. The landlord's game. <laughs> in quotes. Could you imagine if that's what it chapter two is? The movie. <laughs> Using tokens of iconic items such as an inhaler, paper boat, and bicycle, players can draw. <laughs> I hope I get the inhaler. <laughs> Can draw, this is in caps, encounters and phenomena cards <laughs> as they build caps, suburban houses, and caps, apartment buildings on locations like Pennywise's sister to Dairy Sewers. Oh, man. So that's a stretch. I mean, it's weird because it's, it's just leading into the real estate element. Yeah. There's no, yeah, that's now, really You funny. know what's a horror element that could work with, uh, with regards to Monopoly? Salem's Lot? Well, Salem's Lot could work, actually, if you were sticking in Halloween. Yeah, strobility. Yeah, yeah. kind of cool. It would be funny if it's if the it monopoly like you're you're just random real estate agents and the, the stuff is just tangential. They're yeah. like, oh, this yeah. like, property isn't worth a lot because Derry Cork or Eddie Corcoran got killed here. <laughs> but actually, you could make a pretty complex game if you had it where you like flipped a card and you was like, oh, there's a kid that died in the park nearby. Your house just depreciated yeah. or whatever. Also, too, sorry, real quick. I know we're like dwelling on this, but going back to Clue, <laughs> figuring out Pennywise's plan. There you know his plan. He just he wants to kill as many kids as That's possible. That's what I keep laughing about is this whole plan <laughs> aspect. It's very I love, silly. I love the all caps. The yeah. Uh, Well, Clue It will be available this month, and Monopoly It says will be available later this year. Probably because they have to still figure out how the hell that game's going to (laughs) work. Yeah, they're they're over at Milton Bradley's like, I don't know what we're going to do. We sold it already. We committed to this, and I don't know what to do. Milton Bradley Jr. is like, just watch the movie again. Um, (laughs) You'll get some ideas. ideas. Uh, Speaking of ideas, let's come up with some ideas for what Jessica Chastain might be talking about when she was on... uh, The Tonight Show recently. Justin's favorite late night show. Yeah, she said she said that it chapter two will have one of the bloodiest scenes in horror history. And the way she framed it was like not that this was um, like a subjective thing. It was like the way that it sounded because I wrote this up too, or at least I have one of my freelancers write it up. Was uh, like it didn't sound like she was saying it's the bloodiest scene ever. It sounded like she was saying no, like the amount of blood that was used was like historic, you know, which is something because like, if you think about like evil dead yeah, and even like the original one, but even the new one where they rain the blood. Yeah. And that wasn't, yeah. I'm Um, trying to think what they, in that part of the, I mean, there's the sink scene, but that already, that happened. already happened. Although in the the first movie, they they switched up a lot of the monsters and the scares, you know. So it might it might be something completely new. Yeah. Like, I don't know, maybe Paul because we know Paul Bunyan's in it. Maybe he. Uh, yeah. I was maybe thinking. he like takes his giant axe and like 
shoves it into a building and blood. Can, uh, who knows? It could be anything. I wonder, like I was thinking too about the Chinese restaurant scene. It's just like, I think it could be kind of fun. Like if that got super bloody because only they can see what's yeah, happening. Yeah. And it would be funny if blood was everywhere and the Chinese like restaurant staff, like doesn't see any of it. Yeah. You want to take this to go? Cause that I, happens yeah. in, Bev's fortune cookie is blood, right? She, yeah. but it's just the one cookie. But yeah, if they go really nuts with it, that could yeah, be. She said fun. that she had like stuff in her eye when she had like pull it out and everything too, which is yeah, kind of gross. Which is but, gross. but yeah, that was I thought that was really interesting. So I'm looking forward to it. Isn't it weird that we haven't we still haven't seen any trailers? We haven't seen any like footage or f- even photos from it. Like even just like a like a, a losers club photos. photo. Yeah, no, but like we saw like behind the scenes. Photos oh yeah, yeah. is that part. is it come out this? It's this year, right? It's this year. That's yeah, crazy. I love. Yeah. The, I kind of love that we don't know a lot of it, but it's kind of wild that we haven't seen anything yet i think they're gonna keep some of it under wraps i mean even yeah. the first one though they kept it pretty tight until because i remember i was moving down here yeah. it was like until and, june or so yeah and they had just premiered uh the trailer at, or not the trailer but the georgie scene at um was it mtv Fest or, oh the or, fantastic um, fest yeah or maybe it was san diego comic-con it was one of those and it was hard even to find that footage yeah. like justin found a bootleg of it and i watched it in the moving truck so i think they actually did a pretty good job of of keeping all a tight lid on all of that until the movie came out Interesting. Uh, last piece of news here: Pennywise, the story of it. So, is this from the same people that did the Pet Cemetery? Dog? Yeah, yeah. So th- it's uh, pretty cool. I mean, they got they got a lot of people on this. They got uh, Tom Lee Wallace, yeah. who we spoke with last year. Um, they got uh, Tim Curry. Nice. So, um, and uh, pretty much everyone else on the film that's still alive. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. Know, obviously, we can't get John Ritter and um, or Brandis. Yeah, or, or uh, Brandis, but um, looks like they actually got the rights to use the footage and the music, which is key because that's one of the problems with the Pet Cemetery yeah. documentary. Yeah, there was they, no footage in it. Yeah, so they would be talking about these scenes, and you just have to. I think they animated a lot of it, or something. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm excited for this. I think it could be really cool. So yeah, Pennywise: The Story of It. There's a six minute trailer out, so. and we shared it on our socials and all. So yeah, we shared it out, so you can check that out. When does that come out? Do you know? Um, it's. It, I don't think it has a date yet. Okay, it doesn't so, have a date. I think yeah. what you do, you throw that on, you you, you whip about it clue and you just have a real Pennywise theme night. Yeah, right. That, I mean, if you want to watch it's well, I guess it says that, Hmm. No, nope, that says April 17th. 18th. Yeah. They don't have a date yet. So maybe they're just uh, doing some clearing stuff, but I'm sure you'll be able to find it online once it's actually premieres. And I'm sure shutter will pick it up for their streaming set, you know, service as well. So hopefully, Exciting. Well, cool. Uh, so stay tuned from us. We're going to have our Joe Bob episode coming out soon. And we're also going to have some thoughts on Pet Cemetery from the big boy, Dan. And also you should stick to our socials because we're going to be updating all throughout the weekend with stuff that we see at South by Southwest. We're going to be seeing a lot of original artwork. Uh, we're going to be going to the Pet Cemetery party yeah. on Sunday. Uh, very, very, very cool. Um, in addition to thanks, Mike. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> thanks, Kanye. Very cool. Sorry, but yeah, but we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of content that's coming out of South by Southwest. That's gonna you know keep you entertained for the next few weeks. Uh, Dan will be interviewing the cast and crew of Pet Cemetery. Oh shit! I yeah, I know yeah, that. Oh, awesome, did. great. So, oh, you just found out that. Hey, there you go. Oh, hey, yeah. that's an exclusive. Um, that who's he interviewing? Like Jason uh, Clark interviewing on camera and uh, on um, uh, behind the scenes. So, damn, it's, uh, dude, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Oh shit, man! I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's a it's a it's gonna be a full uh full deal here so but stick to our socials uh which instagram facebook twitter because we're gonna be posting a lot of content uh all throughout the weekend all throughout the week will dan be interviewing dale midkiff i wish what would you ask dale midkiff boom right now 
I know exactly what I would ask him. I would say, was oh. that was that hitting the head on the yep. nightstand? Was that planned or not planned? <laughs> I, I don't think it was planned, and I've always wondered about that. It looks really painful. It really does look painful, and I hope it's in the new movie. It better be, or I'm giving it an F. Jason Clark's like, you know, this isn't in the book. I read it like <laughs> eight or nine times. You know, this, it, it's just a funny Easter egg. You know, it's you don't have to puncture your eye, but just hit your eye. A you got to do the uh, his is the Australian or something. Oh, he might be. That, no, Justin does a really good uh, Jason Clark. Yeah, he does Jason Clark. Um, cool. Well, any other news before we hop things off? I don't think so. I think it's time for us to uh, head into the fray that is South by Southwest. So thank you guys so much for listening, and stay tuned. We'll have more episodes dropping soon. And like Mike said, stay attuned to our socials. In the meantime, long, long days, days and, and pleasant, pleasant nights. Nice. I got some hot friends God, I got some hot friends I got some hot friends God, I got some hot friends But you know you want somebody To treat you good Consequence Podcast Network